0: A moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand The stabbing in the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his
1: intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man
0: I believe I've had Hey fam, uh, today we have a high-key special episode for you and I know you're probably salty that we've been calling every episode special since November, but this one is also on fleek, so get used to it. We're just extra over here.
1: Yeah, I, I finished another week of adulting, and I'm hashtag ready to do another episode. <laughs> I've got my uh, my lanyard hanging out of my pocket, and my Sperry's are on, and I'm ready to go.
0: It's lit today because uh, Paul and I have carefully analyzed every DEET of the 2010s, And we're going to be presenting our hot takes for what is the GOAT event of the 2010s and what event had us the most shook.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hopefully none of the snowflakes in our audience are too triggered by this (laughs) episode.
0: Uh, I'm not flexing, but I'd like to thank listener Rhett for suggesting this idea for an episode many months ago.
1: Uh, It's a great idea. It gave me all the feels and we're excited to do it today. Yeah, this episode is going to be a big mood. It's low-key going to be hella great. I think our audience is thirsty for some shade throughout the past decade.
0: Just a quick TLDR. uh, We're going to be ranting about the decade that we just finished. Um, If you don't really vibe with the things that we're saying, feel free to clap back.
1: Yeah, um, and and just a quick uh, reminder, if you say Yas Queen to this show, uh, please leave us a five-star rating and even feel free to fill in the review Uh, with some fake news about this show being low-key terrible because YOLO.
0: (laughs) Welcome to episode 31 of Not All Bad. I'm your host, Zach Andrews.
1: And this is Paul Messman.
0: Uh, So this has been a pretty uh, topically charged intro, but if this is your first time listening, uh, basically the show works by each of us taking a turn ranting on a topic that we've prepared. And this particular case on episode 31, that topic is related to the 2010s. And then we're going to randomly draw a topic from a hat that's going to force us to find something bad about whatever that is. And then we'll end the show by, on the other hand, taking a turn to rant about something that made us happy, this time only being specifically related to the 2010s again. Uh, like Paul said, uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review. That'd be a lot. But we're also on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Google Play, and Overcast. And on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And you can reach out to us via our email at Not All Bad Show at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, let us know there by the email, or you can submit random rant topics using the subject line Random Rant Idea. Um, Paul, are you ready to get started? I'm excited for today. I think we're both going to have some pretty, uh, pretty good cases for what the best and worst thing of the 2010s is.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Let's, let's get into it.
0: I don't remember whose turn it is to start.
1: I'm going to guess it's me, because I think last episode, you were the only one that gave a rant, and then we went into that uh, bigger uh, thing going over the past year of the show. So I think I'll start today. Okay. So, Zach, I want to talk today about memes and how they (laughs) used to be really shitty. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So... This is this is definitely something that extends even before like 2010, but it was still pretty present at the beginning of the 2010s. Uh, I, I want to transport you guys back to a day when uh, there were specific meme websites you would go to, uh, and you would be uh, faced with rage face com- uh, mm-hmm. comics. Yeah. Um, you would you would encounter uh, the Doge who says like <laughs> I can has cheeseburger or I did a floof. Some dumb shit <laughs> like that, um, and there, there there was a collection of like ten images that were the only like pre-approved pictures allowed to be used for memes. That there was like the bad luck Brian, bad luck Brian. There's the guy who always said "yo dog" or whatever with like <laughs> <Exhibit>. cornrows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was. Uh, Like the side eye Chloe or whatever. That's like the girl in the car seat. Yeah. Uh, there there was just like a a handful of pre, approved, or there was like those weird like pictures that were like a face in the middle. It was always just some really dumb pun. Um, Wait,
0: elaborate on that one. I don't know. I don't recall. I don't even know how
1: it's like. They would take the face from one of the the pre-proof pictures and put it in the oh. middle of a square image, and then it would be like blue with like streaks running yes. out from the face and impact font, yes. uh, top and bottom. Uh, it, it was just really quick I know stuff. What you mean now. All these memes, I, I don't understand. I, I almost, I, I say this without. A hint of like irony. I think that our the bar for humor was actually lower in 2010. We were enamored <laughs> with this idea that you could share any jokes online. And so the idea that that someone could post a picture and have the caption say, get a pet rock, it runs away. Like that was the peak <laughs> of humor in 2010. And I I don't understand. Like, I under- I, I, I kind of get why older generations, like, didn't get us back then, because that was all bullshit. Like, none, none of that was funny. <laughs> I don't understand. And, and I think the weirdest thing about it is all these, the internet moved slower back then because people didn't realize how fast it could move. And so something like the Ice Bucket Challenge could last for months or a year or two. Or you, you see someone planking, and suddenly a year later people are still planking. It's really bizarre and, and I, I don't know I think another example of our low bar for humor is a song like what does the fox say <laughs> if that if that was created now, I would see that and be like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen and and maybe depending on the day I might chuckle very slightly at it and then I will never think about it again because it's not worth thinking about. But my mom brought up to me, "What does the fox say the other day?" Because she saw a fox while outside. It's like, why do these memes? the The memes from the 2010s had such stain power, but they didn't justify it because they weren't actually funny. Yeah, I know. And there was like a song for every video. Like, there like there might be the guy in a video saying, um, "Hide your kids, hide your wives." on a On a news report, is and that suddenly post there's, 2010? Oof, I think it is. I looked up a list, and it was included on there. Jeez, it's been a long decade, <laughs> huh? <laughs> it might not actually be post twenty ten, but even if it's not, the the idea of taking a like newscast or a funny moment, like the smash, smash, smash hobo who hit a guy with a hammer or whatever, <laughs> uh, those those things were turned into songs that people somehow found funny. Like we would. I feel like we would milk these memes for everything they were worth and, and it was it was just a, a hellscape. Um, I I'm really thankful that n- I'm not even necessarily saying that everything every meme is funny on the internet, but l- at the very least we aren't tied down to these templates anymore. Like the idea is like there can be a funny picture, it's a ve- vehicle for actual funny jokes instead of just a really dumb pun. That's a good point. Um, th- th- I think that's what I've appreciated about the evolution of memes is there's certain ones that came out maybe even four or five years ago, they're still used occasionally, but instead of it being like, here's this picture of crying Michael Jordan, how do I <laughs> like come up with a funny joke relates to this picture, it's more like <clears throat> y- you have a sports team who is always disappointed, ah, crying Michael Jordan fits us without n- well, like we take the joke and we find a picture that fits for it. Instead of taking a picture and trying to create some joke tangentially related.
0: I, uh, I, I have found myself, I really don't like memes anymore, even though they've improved. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like an old piece of shit now, but I, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm not interested. They're, they are rarely entertaining to me. Um, which yeah, is a shame, I, honestly, the magic of christmas is gone
1: yeah i i know pretty much the first meme of the 2020s has been i i I don't know i still feel the magic from memes frequently the the first meme of 2020 i think has been the world war three memes yeah uh which obviously there's like way too many of them because everyone wants to jump on board but that's the nature of how humor works but there's been some pretty funny ones uh as well i I think i've seen some Um, good ones But yeah, um, I I think a a weird part about memes I don't like as much even modernly though, like in the later years of the 2010s, uh, for better or worse, jokes require you to understand like four or five different events or jokes from the past decade to understand a meme. (laughs) Like elaborate.
0: I'm not, I'm not, give me an example. I'm not really sure I'm following.
1: Okay. Um, let me try to think. Um, one example would be, um, okay, this isn't a great example, but in in my research for this topic, I came across a meme Your that meme made me <laughs> that made me laugh for reasons I don't fully understand, which was uh, me and the boys at two a.m. looking for beans. I don't know why this made me laugh. It was a picture of these, like, ghosts in a dark hallway. It was like a deep-fried picture. Yeah. And to understand that, I feel like you kind of have to understand where the idea of deep-fried memes comes from. Yes, okay, that's a good point, actually. if, If you aren't aware, basically the idea is people back in the day used to screenshot images and then do their own edit to them, and then someone else would find it and screenshot it. And screenshots don't usually say full quality, so by the time a picture's been screenshotted like hundreds of times, it gets this look of like real, like the distorted colors, and like if you don't even really understand what that comes from, you don't understand why something being deep fried is funny. Right. Um, and That's a good point. Uh, yeah, no, that is, that's actually a pretty good example. <laughs> yeah, and then what, also... Yeah. In terms of the me and the boys at 2am looking for beans thing, I don't even really know what the beans part comes from, but I can kind of, assu- I feel like there was a, a period of time where there's a bunch of memes made about <laughs> beans. I think we're still in that time. <laughs> we probably I think are. that that think that meme bridges the decade. Yeah. Um, and, and like... I think it also requires you... So, so memes used to be more straightforward. They were very simple jokes that you would... It was a self-contained joke. You didn't have to understand things. Like, like that pet rock example. Uh, It's like, your pet rock running away. Ah, you must have bad luck for a rock to be able to run away. Ha ha. You don't have to understand much to understand that. But you have to be so inundated with jokes on a daily basis that something has to come out of left field, like beans for you to find it funny yeah like i don't even understand what my own sense of humor is anymore when i see that and laugh (laughs) um there was another joke or or there's another meme i found recently that was almost a play off of the old rage comics Uh um i'm not sure i'm ashamed i ever used to like those (laughs) there was a there was a period of time when i was in like late middle school early high school where i looked through just like internet pages of memes I remember at some point just being like, wait, about 1% of these are funny. And I'm right. wasting my time reading all of these. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, here's, um, say so I've got a little list here. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> another example would be some kind of meme talking about boneless pizza and diet ice. <laughs> <laughs> that is so far removed from i think it has to do with the original like does that have to do with the bone apple teeth like memes which comes from bone bone apple teeth? i don't even know what that comes from i know yeah, that I don't, I don't either have it deep in my mind somewhere but i don't even know um there was another meme i saw where it was like uh let me find it where did it go
0: you are you like searching through your virtually infinite meme stash
1: <laughs> it's not even that i have an infinite meme stash i just all right i'm gonna try to remember this from memory so basically it was like some weird frog asking its mom for money for a uh, pizza and then the or a hamburger and the mom's like it's the rage comic mom being like you want money for a hamburger and then he's like, yes, money for a hamburger. And then it's like a frog saying, actually, I want to buy soup. And it shows a deep fried frog eating soup. And it's just things, people okay. are just, <laughs> it combines like the old Rage comic. The, I don't know. He I, I'm almost It's almost contradic- like a
0: quest to make the least funny. Th- like
1: how, how can you make something so unfunny it's funny? Yeah. And so on the one hand, there are funny memes, but the more I'm thinking about this. Uh, through all the research i did what i'm really understanding is people are so desensitized to humor that they have to just make weird connections to even make themselves laugh anymore and i don't even understand what's going on anymore i think it's a
0: more of a reflection not on the creators but on the society we live in
1: yes it's just like
0: it's just a miserable time to be alive so yes (laughs) that's reflected in what may or may not be described as humor
1: yes exactly um but uh, even though I think there are funnier jokes, like, we're not just stuck in the the derp in Ermagerd uh, jokes, <laughs> or, like, Pepe the Frog, like, we're, we're we're in a slightly better situation than we used to be, because memes used to be actually terrible. Like, if you were actually looking for good humor, like, there was... That, that didn't really exist with memes. Right. And now there does exist g- good humor, but... Man, it's gone so wild. I don't even know what's going on anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, it's you come across things that you laugh at, and then you're like, something is something has gone horribly wrong. Yeah, this shouldn't be how it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I I was reading something earlier, and it said it was comparing memes from like early 2010s to now. And like a now meme compared to the gets pet rocket runs away was Luigi is internationally wanted in 20 states for several counts of war crimes and (laughs) genocide in Armenia. And I find that funny, but I don't know why I find that funny. (laughs) And that's my mind has become such a weird catalog of previous jokes that somehow make Luigi being an international criminal and doing the Armenian genocide that somehow is funny to me. But I don't quite understand why, and that that was a comment on a YouTube video that has like tens of thousands of likes, which is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know that it's
0: you're in a real dark age of humor when you have to go digging for jokes in the YouTube comment section.
1: <laughs> yes, another example that I'm ashamed to say maybe laugh hard was someone th- this is towards the end of twenty the 2010s. I feel like people really start getting broken, and humor was really based off of like. The idea of a joke broken down into something isn't funny, for example, someone saying "bike is short for bicycle <laughs> and that's that's not even a funny joke, but we're so infused with irony that i don't even i don't know if we can even differentiate what's funny and what is just like so dumb that we find it funny anymore i don't I don't even understand anymore.
0: It's like the world is so crazy, you can't like satire can't even capture. yeah the craziness of the real world it's like the same concept
1: yeah it really is it you know zach i started this rant thinking i had a pretty good grasp on the difference between what was funny and unfunny and that's why i was trying to rant about early memes but now i almost am jealous of that simpler time because i my (laughs) my humor's gotten so twisted i i don't even understand anymore
0: (laughs) we obviously don't have a grasp on what's funny i mean you know how this show goes (laughs)
1: Uh, man oh also another quick example that is remembered so like people talking about like if we naruto run we can move faster than their bullets <laughs> that joke is so like it's filled with references to first of all people our age having seen the show naruto and understanding what that run looks like in like yeah. years of people making fun of people running that way in hot right in hallways in high school and then the idea of storming area 51 which started as a facebook event and like expanded to the point of being huge and then people talk like a million memes about aliens it just there's so many connections that if you aren't always online like sometimes i almost have to check myself i have a few friends who aren't engaged in online uh communities like twitter or anything and if i try to run a joke about area 51 or about world war three they they don't understand what i'm even talking about they just like <laughs> stare at me blankly and i feel like that's sometimes a good barometer for is this actually funny or have i just gone insane
0: right it's just hard <laughs> to find people like that to serve as the test because almost everyone's so plugged in
1: that's true but th- those people are a gem and must be protected because they <laughs> <laughs> they keep us honest.
0: Preserve them. They can't have a phone or anything. You need to make sure they're pure <laughs> for you to to run your jokes off
1: of. Yes. <laughs> um, before I I think that's gonna about do it for me. I do, I think I'm gonna go insane if I keep on <laughs> trying to share more. Uh, that's about all I can handle. <laughs> um. Well, then
0: I'll I'll go ahead and take the reins from you. Um. It it was pretty. I think that you experienced kind of the similar a similar thing when we were preparing for the show but it's pretty impossible to consolidate the last 10 years into uh, a mere four rants uh, two for oh, yes us. Um, <laughs> we're going to attempt to do it regardless but it it's it, it was tough because this has been a real whirlwind of a decade and uh, <laughs> there's been like countless pretty terrible things and even some good things but um it's all so hard to keep track of so i actually started my preparation for this show by Reading the Wikipedia page on the 2010s, which Ah. is basically thousands and thousands and thousands of words on like the worst civil wars and recessions and natural disasters (laughs) uh, that we've seen in the last 10 years before you even get, like, a sniff of Pokemon Go or Macklemore or whatever. It, so you have to dig so deep through, like, the filth and the bad news and all the shit to get to anything that we're willing to discuss on the show. Um, with all that being said, I would like to make my case for why Google Glass is the worst thing from the 2010s. So, so if you're not familiar... Um, google glass was that project that i think is from like 2013 around then where uh, google was attempting to make like a thing that you would wear like eyeglasses that would kind of function as a computer and it would i think project a screen in front of your eye or something like that Um, yeah
1: kind of like almost like a heads-up display in a video game that just has data on the edges right
0: yeah i think so i'm gonna be honest i really spent a lot more time uh (laughs) researching other things that were interesting that did not make it onto the show rather than actually look into how the Google glass operated or what its function was. So this is um, all to be taken with a grain of salt as usual, but I'm still, I mean, again, I'm going to be salty. So, um, I I feel like we're living in the bad timeline and Google glass represents the fork in the road of our universe from like the world we live in now and a better world that could have (laughs) been. It's just—it's such a stupid concept. It, we were stupid to put our faith in this terrible device in the first place. It looks stupid as hell. Um, again, I haven't done any research on what it may be used for. But based on no information whatsoever, I'm going to confidently say that it's useless. I'm pretty sure that my cell phone can accomplish, even my cell phone in 2013 could accomplish all the, uh, the things that Google Glass was hoping to achieve. And yet for some reason that we were all excited about it, I felt like maybe it was just my high school or whatever that was excited about it, but um, it felt like the world was kind of on the edge of its seat to see how this would turn out. And I really can't decipher why other than it just looks like the future. It looks like some cheesy 1984 science fiction version of the future, but it does kind of look like the future. It's like literally projecting a heads-up display, like Paul said, and uh, it kind of looks like some sort of goofy thing that like the Terminator would wear or someone from Spy Kids maybe. It it just to me embodies a lot of the, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of bad things that happened in the 2010s that I don't really want to dive into today because they're (laughs) a little bit depressing uh, and a little bit frightening. And that's not really what the purpose of the show is, but Google Glass serves for like the perfect uh, comedic vehicle to to discuss these topics. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's just like a privacy violation waiting to happen. It's like a walking yeah. security camera on your face. I, I don't trust it at all. I don't like the concept of like. Typically, if you're gonna record something or someone, uh, you got your phone out, and you have to direct the camera to the subject of the video of the recording audio recording is different but um that's just the nature of audio recording as long as you can record audio you can do it a little more subtly than you can video that's just how it goes <coughs> yeah. but with video i mean google glass kind of presents uh, a more frightening possibility of, of recording things which i don't like uh, I, that kind of terrifies me a little bit um that and like i don't know what kind of information you could put into it or, or that it would display but just Data-wise, I'm sure that it was. I'm sure that there were a thousand gaping uh, data breach holes in the Google Glass software that were just waiting to be exploited. Fortunately, um, the Google Glass failed, and all those data breaches are now being exploited on our, our phones. So we didn't really we didn't really dodge that bullet, but it kind of in a way feels like we did. Um, I think that the next step from I, I, I've I talked about this on the show before. I am completely addicted to my cell phone, and I'm not proud of it. I hate that <laughs> about myself. And I'm trying to be better, and I'm, I'm not getting any better. In fact, I'm getting worse, um, steadily getting worse, more addicted to my phone. It's terrible. I'm not proud of it. I hate it about myself, and I wish I could quit, but I can't because it's a problem. The only thing that's worse than what I do, which is like open my phone, nothing, Uh, lock it, set it back down on the couch and then immediately pick it up and open it again as if I didn't just check the only thing worse than that is taking my phone and literally strapping it to my forehead so that I can (laughs) always be looking at it all the time, even when I don't need to be looking at it, or even when I'm doing something else I can have both hands free to do other things while I'm looking directly at my phone all the time Um, Uh I I don't like that reality Um, and thirdly it kind of reminds me of Alexa,
1: <laughs> Amazon
0: Alexa or Google Assistant yeah. or like whatever uh, the latest one is or however many different ones there are, but I don't like that. that. That honestly was in the running for worst thing of the decade for me for a while, but I couldn't find a way to make it uh, lighthearted. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm having a harder time making Google Glass lighthearted uh, than I thought I would, but um, just I, a big, uh, I hate Alexa. And I think if you have one, you should throw it away because it's shady. I, I don't trust it. In fact, anything that Amazon does, I don't trust. Am, I'm switching from Google Glass to Amazon. Amazon's the worst thing in the 2010s. They remind <laughs> me of the uh, by and large company from Wally where they own everything. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, kind of a scary concept. I'm not here for it. Um, abolish uh, Alexa and Amazon. Google Glass, you don't have to abolish because they really dug their own grave. Um, although reports, there are rumblings that Google Glass 2 is now in the making as of like 2017 or something, which, um, hopefully that fails too, because we don't really need to, I mean, the only thing, the last thing that we need in this reality is, um, people walking around like they're in Spy Kids with a thing over their eye that's displaying like their heart rate (laughs) and, uh, maybe doing like a, I like to imagine there's like some sort of thermal camera, which I know there isn't, but, um. (laughs) I feel like if you're going to do it, you might as well go all in and and establish a thermal camera in your Google Glass because if you're going full 1984 science fiction, then um, really go all the way. But, uh, yeah, I think it just kind of represents to me a point in time where we switched from uh, a a world of possibilities related to technology to – a bunch of dumb shit that uh, is useless and annoying and is causing us to uh, put a lot of focus to where we shouldn't put focus. And it's consuming uh-huh. our lives. I'm not here for it. That's that's my uh, baby boomer rant of the day.
1: Yeah. Go- Google Glass is interesting because I feel like it's a great example of a, a lot of technology things that have failed in the last decade or so. Right. Uh One, one example that comes to mind for me is 3D TVs.
0: Paul, that was very nearly... Just like Alexa. I nearly <laughs> ranted on 3D TVs. I felt that Google Glass was a better representation of the points is, I was trying to make. But, but I, uh, I did want to talk about 3D TVs. The
1: thing that I feel like they have in common is that they moderately do... The, the technology is there, but they haven't decided the why you need it yet. Or they haven't yeah. communicated that well. Just because like 3D TVs are cool. like The idea is cool, but then you have to put on these glasses to watch them. And if, as far as I understand the technology, even if you don't have the glasses on, it's possible to make 3D TVs that work without glasses, but you'd have to be sitting in an exact spot, like, in the middle at a certain distance from the TV for it to work. So, like, essentially, what I feel like we've learned this past decade is people like technology, but they don't like technology that requires them to, like, wear something or do something, I, I don't know. I, I feel because like the, you look
0: stupid when you do
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i feel like almost the compromise of like the google glass has been smart watches because i feel like the idea yeah. of a, a wearable thing that gives you information that i mean granted smartwatches are basically just an extension of your phone but something wearable that like feels cool but doesn't actually like i don't know a, a watch do anything is less differently invasive. or new yeah really? exactly even even smartwatches. i feel like i i have an apple watch this came up a few episodes ago yeah. when i complained about it i feel like they still <laughs> have failed to like explain why we need it i feel like right now we have i feel like in the 2010s we've discovered a lot of technologies or invented a lot of cool technologies that we've we just don't even know what to do with them yet i feel like the google glass is a good example we yeah of that
0: yeah <laughs> I, it just, it represents a lot of things that suck about technology today in one ugly package. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, that that time uh, that Alex from Target became a viral sensation, that was a bad, that was also really bad. That, I, I nearly talked about that too. That was a real dumper of a day, huh?
1: Not a fan of the whole
0: Alex from Target thing. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh that's going to conclude what I have to say about Google Glass. I'm looking forward to for once I'm actually uh, really excited about my positive rant. Uh the negative rant was just a rabbit hole of of bad things from the last
1: 10 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's got me thinking about a lot of things in terms of they've tried a lot of things like Google Glass that just people just didn't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get you thinking about one more thing. Um uh, we have uh, a bunch more random rant topics. Uh, we haven't done a random rant in an uh, extremely long time. Yeah, that's um, true. But we got a bunch more topics. A lot of, a lot of y'all uh, send them in, and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to send in more, we could always use more. You can do so by emailing notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line, random rant idea. And you can put your uh, actual ideas in the message body. Um, so... If I draw one from the hat here, the virtual Excel sheet hat, we get, uh, this one comes to us from uh, Dylan, uh, who apparently submitted a lot. So thanks, Dylan. Uh, This topic is tampon slash Viagra commercials with the addendum, come on, I'm with my parents. (laughs) So... Uh, this one won't be related to uh, necessarily the 2010s, but we'll get back to the decade discussion after the random <laughs> rant. Um, yeah, I, that's this is like the uh, this is like the baby brother uh, to sex scenes and movies with your parents. I feel like yeah, because uh, everything is a, it's done a lot more subtly, right? Like yeah, Cialis had that campaign marketing campaign for a while where it was like two old an old couple and. Two separate bathtubs and the bathtubs. That's literally were what I was
1: just thinking about. That image is like branded into my brain.
0: <laughs> when I hear erectile dysfunction, or Viagra, or any the blue pill, anything related to that, I think of the bathtub commercial from Cialis, which is t- such a meaningless <laughs> representation of sexual intimacy. They're not even in the same bathtub. It's two different <laughs> bathtubs, and and. Get a load of these freaks. They're outdoors. I mean, you can have, okay, you can do your thing with two separate bathtubs. I don't want to know the details. Do it in the privacy of your own home, okay? I don't know why you have to bring, why did you have to lug the bathtubs out to the outdoors on a cliffside? You realize, you realize there's no plumbing out there, right? So at the very worst, you're sitting naked in an empty bathtub outside. Can you imagine? I mean, you don't have to imagine. We've lived it. We've all lived it. The feeling of cold porcelain on your butt cheeks. Now now stretch that cold feeling to the entire lower half of your body. And that's an empty bathtub outdoors for you. The only other alternative is to bring water by the bucket load to your, e- to your individual bathtub. And when, At which point, my question is, why go to all that effort when you can just leave the bathtubs indoors connected to the plumbing? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Obviously, I spent a lot of time thinking about this as a kid and today. Um, Hey, here's an idea. Maybe you don't actually have erectile dysfunction. Maybe you just are having a hard time getting an erection because of how boring your sexual setup is to where you both can't even (laughs) share the same bathtub. You, You live such a Puritan lifestyle. Maybe there's your problem.
1: When I think about these commercials a bunch of images float to my mind. There's the <laughs> bathtub one. And then there's the awkwardly like close up of eight year old couple, like just moments Canoodling. away from. F-ing. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so weird. Cause you know that you're not the audience. You're like a 10 year old boy. And you're like, you even understand what sex is in the first place. And suddenly you, you, are having to understand that once you get older, it's going to be much harder to do it. Like, that's so (laughs) weird to see as a child. Those commercials make you feel
0: like you just walked in on something. You're like, oh, I'll come back later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then... (laughs) Go ahead. I just just think of, like, some grandpa grinning while the warnings tell you that you've got to call your doctor if you've got an erection lasting more than four hours. It's like, man, what is happening off camera in grandpa's pants right now? Like, he's got to (laughs) be... He's got to be shitting himself with whatever wild stuff is going on down there. A
0: quick <laughs> anecdote. Uh, if you – erection does last longer than four hours, you're in big trouble because that uh, means that your blood is thickening in your penis and turning oh, to like jello.
1: Oh, it, my it, god.
0: It's like coagulating. And they do a bunch of things to stop that from happening because if it happens, uh, you oh will gosh. die because the blood can't flow through your body. Oh, so my gosh. you need to go to the doctor <laughs> – I, and what I'm going to say next is going to really make you feel like you shouldn't go to the doctor, but the only other option is dying, which may be better than the treatment. But if it becomes especially bad to where all the there, – there's a handful of things they try to get your blood to to continue flowing so you don't die and it doesn't coagulate. If nothing else works, they uh, shove a scalpel down the end of your dick. So – Ah Uh yeah, that that warning is pretty Woo! is pretty serious stuff. Uh, F Y I. So yeah, make sure your erection absolutely does not last longer than four hours, because you're looking at we, a sca- scalpel dick or death.
1: Have we tried other options between these miracle pills? Have we tried? Does Grandpa have a uh, have a kink we can figure out? <laughs> like, there's got to be there's got to be something other than this this potential worst possible amputation uh drug situation going on well my That's... fetish just
0: happens to be eating pills so
1: <laughs> oh no yeah uh, we're, we're in trouble <laughs> this also reminds me that i had i had a friend growing up uh whose whose parents were really strict about what they would watch and and take this in the context that my parents were really strict about what i watched And so for me to say, wow, your parents are really strict about what you watch, really meant something. Yeah, my parents were also strict,
0: too, so I'm excited to see where this goes.
1: And we would be, like, watching, I don't know, like a football game or literally anything, and his parents would change the channel for an inappropriate commercial. As in, it wasn't just that we couldn't watch inappropriate things. If a Cialis commercial came up during Sunday Night Football, his parents would switch the channel. And that just made me think even more about what am I missing? Like, what is being shown in this commercial that I'm not allowed me? to see? Yeah, it was. I've never heard of someone not allowing their ch- children to watch commercials. But uh, it's really saying something.
0: Do you think the comedy vein is as ripe with uh, tampon commercials? Or are
1: they a lot more understated? I, I feel like... I, Go ahead. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if this is uh, some kind of internalized sexism, but I cannot for the life of me recall a single tampon commercial I've seen.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the, <laughs> their marketing campaigns were not nearly as iconic as two old people in a bathtub. Uh, the, the images, uh, transferred in tampon commercials were not nearly as, cause I mean, can you, can you think of a Viagra commercial for example? Cause Cialis had the bathtub campaign. I can't recall any commercial for any of these topics except for the bathtubs. But the general concept of the tampon commercial is like uh, a, a woman riding a bike and uh, <laughs> like a woman like holding her kid in the air and like spinning him around. Stuff like that. Right. Like yeah, th- the same kind of concept if you have like a an, um, like some sort of uh, asthma medication commercial where it's like thanks to breathe them all. I can finally play outside with my kids again and stuff like that. And uh, well, and the key difference here is that the women are uh always in white pants in the tampon <laughs> commercials. Always. Either yeah. that or like That's a good point. Shorts.
1: You're you're bringing back uh you're you're bringing forth images that even though I still remembered. I you know it's funny, I can't remember tampon commercials, but I feel like I can pr- pretty vividly picture some some pad commercials. Yeah, I think pad more com- pad commercials are more
0: prominent for summary. Yeah,
1: and for I don't, I don't know. I don't even know are is are there some big wigs in the pad industry they're having to somehow convince people that they should prefer pads. I don't I don't understand the dynamic here. This uh this is a <laughs> but, topic
0: that I am uncomfortable wading into because I have no no yeah. <laughs> rea- there's there's no way I can contribute and I don't really want to uh, give my opinion on it because I really there's no way I could make a meaningful discussion (laughs) about this.
1: I I don't know. It's Uh, a good point, but I don't know. I have no idea. I, uh, the, the one thing that both of these are making me think of is it recently, I recently became aware that the whole concept of drug companies advertising their products is a pretty uniquely American thing. Yep. I I recently learned this, that like other countries usually have, I think laws preventing drug companies from advertising their medications so all of these weirdly somehow all drugs have like the same commercial of like people happily living their lives because they somehow got a hold of this drug and that's apparently a uniquely american thing so i like to imagine that we have i'm begging if we have a single fan outside of this country uh, please tell us what you think about our <laughs> recollection of <laughs> Viagra and tampon commercials, because well, I'm sure this is pretty wild for all of you.
0: <laughs> I bet everywhere gets tampon commercials, because tampons and pads that's are not prescription. That's a, but, that's a fair point. But erectile dysfunction medication is, so...
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Of all the different kind of medication commercials, I'm sure erection-related ones are particularly wild to someone in a different country. <laughs> yeah, they're wild to
0: me. They must be wild, yeah. even wilder to them. I, I'm i excited to hear, too, even though we won't, because I think everyone that we know lives in America. But That's, uh, if yeah. you don't, or if you have lived in another country before, uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we'll, we'll talk about your take on the topic uh, on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um I don't really I don't know if I have too much more to contribute. I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on your point you brought up earlier where um you're watching like a Viagra commercial and <laughs> like basically like like the like the guy is in the kitchen. It's always like a heterosexual couple, right? Yeah the guy's in the kitchen and he's uh like whipping eggs or something in a bowl and his wife presumably wife comes i mean they would have to be married or else it's a sin but presumably his wife comes in and like walks up behind him and puts her arm around his shoulder as he's whisking these eggs and then he turns around and like gives her a look and he might as well say like i'm about to f- you so hard like you can tell there's the way the way they look at each other it- it's like it's like what we said before you feel like you just walked in on something and you're like
1: oh excuse I'm sorry I'm I'll be outside <laughs> yeah it's it's wild that I don't even understand how you write a commercial for that because you just your entire intention is to create sexual tension it's like uh, people outside of the audience even if I was in the audience I'm like a people who needed that I don't know that I'd want to be advertised to that way.
0: <laughs> I think I would. Like, I think I would be wanted want to be advertised that way.
1: Well, I, mean, I mean I'm sure it's effective.
0: Yeah. I mean I wouldn't know. Sir I would certainly not, I wouldn't know at all. <laughs> not me. No sir, not me.
1: <laughs> what what is that? Dysfunction you say? I've I've never heard <laughs> of it. I'm not familiar. <laughs> well that was probably our
0: our most inappropriate random rant topics to date. Um, but it was fun. <laughs> that was one of our better ones. Actually. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And thank you, Dylan, for submitting that topic. Thank that you, was a Dylan. great suggestion. Uh, to those of you who have submitted, uh, topics as well. Uh, we'll get to yours eventually. I promise. But uh, and thank you to everyone who, who has done so. Uh, I think it's time to move on to the positive rant, which I was looking forward to this entire time until that random rant came in and, uh, made me realize that, Hey, we can do pretty good with more than just positive stuff or negative stuff every time. We don't have to. Why? Why am I pigeonholing myself into one good topic per episode? I can bring the heat no matter what. Uh, anyway, is it my turn? Do I start? I don't. I already forgot. Yeah, started. yeah, it's your okay. turn. Okay. Um, Paul, my candidate for the greatest event of the 2010s involves um, what can only be described as a global phenomenon. Okay. Would you like to wager a guess as to what? this greatest moment of 2010
1: is oh boy <laughs> i can get i can give you a hint it's from
0: 2012
1: is it the end of the world in 2012 or is it coney no. coney it's coney <laughs> no it's
0: i'm not believe it or not i'm not <laughs> going to somehow turn coney 2012 into a positive rant paul <laughs> um
1: <laughs> frankly i have no idea then
0: <laughs> it's gongnam style
1: Oh! <laughs> which was by
0: Psy, the song by Psy, which is the most viewed video on YouTube for five entire calendar years. It's of course what I'm talking about for the best event of the 2010s. What, what else could it be? Uh, at first, I was going to try to make the case that uh, this award should go to the Harlem Shake. But I was sorely mistaken after doing some research. The Harlem Shake wishes it could have had the sheer impact that Gangnam Style has had. Uh, I understand this seems kind of like an unlikely pick when compared to other things such as self-driving cars or the time the Chilean miners were saved from certain death. Oh, hear me out. Uh, I I got a good reason for this. Gangnam Style represents a unified global community like no other. And I think right now, at the beginning of the 2020s, that's what our world needs above all else. How does this uh, stupid song from South Korea represent said unified global community? How about the time the General Secretary of the UN literally called Gangnam Style, this is a direct quote, a force for world peace?
1: Interesting. The
0: General Secretary of the UN in 2012 called Gangnam Style a, quote, force for world peace. He brought Sai, uh, the artist, to the United Nations headquarters, and they both did that stupid dance together where you put your <laughs> wrists over one another and like trot like you're riding a horse. The Harlem Shake may have united Earth, but the influence of Gangnam Style united the entire solar system when a NASA astronaut aboard the International Space Station also did that stupid dance in 2012. For a moment, for a brief moment, all of the world was dancing. And everybody was united in this extremely stupid thing, this cultural phenomenon that brought everyone together. The old and the young, the rich and the poor, across the entire planet. Really is a a troubling but beautiful thing. Just going through the list of videos and quotes from interviews and things of people that have been confirmed to be on the record as doing the, the Gangnam style dance or singing the song. We've got prime ministers, astronauts, literal high ranking military officers, presidents. They've all done this stupid thing. In fact, um, there's a quote from one of Osama bin Laden's close associates who is, uh, still to this day being held in Guantanamo Bay right now that was wow. like, oh yeah, uh, I know about Gongham Style how how do you know of, I mean, you shouldn't really uh, given probably the l- very limited access to the outside world that you are given but somehow you did so um, prisoners of war are also apparently privy to the Gongham Style phenomenon and I know that last little factoid kind of betrays my point uh, but it's just too bizarre to not share. I found it extremely weird. But all I'm saying is here's the TLDR to refer to our terminology from before. For a brief moment everyone was if only on the surface united by one thing, one very stupid unnecessary meaningless thing. And it's pretty beautiful. It's a bit ridiculous and maybe even a little bit scary, but I think uh if I don't know. I I, tend, I I'm wondering if something like that would even be possible today. Where is our next Gangnam style going to come from? Where is our next worldwide cultural unifier? Maybe we'll never see another one like that again. And maybe it's lurking within one of you. That concludes why I think Gangnam style was the best thing to happen in the last 10 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I've got a few thoughts on it. Uh-huh. Um one is, it, it kind of relates to my meme topic a little bit. In it that does. In, tw- in 2012, like early 2010s, I feel like the internet moved a little bit slower. And so it allowed something like this to organically become a worldwide phenomenon. But there's something, there's something kind of wild about how now I feel like a video like that would be a blip on the internet for an hour in one location, maybe spread to some others, but the internet would have moved on to something else. But yeah. like before, it could actually be like a worldwide phenomenon. I feel like the closest thing right now to that is the Old Town Road song.
0: Yeah, actually, that's a good example. But I think that's pretty <sighs> much uniquely mostly American or at least yeah, Western yeah, yeah. World that, thing. that's what I was
1: gonna say is that that was uniquely American in that I feel like that was. I, on a smaller scale, it it kind of did what that did in terms of unifying almost rap culture with country music culture in a cool way, um, but it's not quite the worldwide phenomenon that your that Gang, Gangnam Style was. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of wild how I, I'm not even sure how something like that could become quasi worldwide now because things just people just move on so quickly from things. Um, there's there's two scenes from the music video that immediately came to mind that I haven't thought about in a while. One is there's this weird cowboy with like a green, like shirtless sleeveless shirt, I think, uh, who is hip thrusting while Psy scenes yeah. in multiple scenes. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but that really sticks with me as I think about this video. <laughs> and then the other part, I don't even know what the song's about, but I really vividly remember Psy... Uh, the artist, in a part of the music video, looking at women doing yoga and then just yelling at a woman's butt. Like, oh, in, yeah. In, like, I remember that intense, like, desire. <laughs> I don't know, like, how else to describe that. But there's so many just bizarre parts of that music video they are really interesting. Uh, while you were talking, I looked this up on the internet. And a couple <laughs> other just random interesting things. Uh, The Wikipedia page randomly mentions that Barack Obama implied that he uh, was going to privately perform this for his wife while he was president. I'm
0: so glad you brought that up because I saw that as well. And I was like, I've already brought up enough ridiculous bullshit in this topic. I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to try to throw in the one liner that Obama pledged to dance to, to privately dance with his wa- style with his wife in an interview, which, by the way, okay, forget the double bathtubs. Show, show me an old man doing doing Gangnam style to his wife in private for my Viagra commercials, please.
1: <laughs> um, and then I also found it interesting that North Korea apparently had like their own like. Version of the song. I don't even know what to call it that they <laughs> made. And then also, it seems like that was back when, um, I I don't know. Back when I think people were less cynical about memes because there was both like a Mitt Romney style and a Barack Obama style in yeah. the 2012 election. Uh, which compared to now, in 2016, I feel like I remember what was that? There was some sort of song that would play where like. People would be videoing, and everyone would be like completely still in the video. That's the Harlem Shake. I don't. I don't think it was the Harlem Shake. Like there was like it was like there was on like finish. No, it's okay. Like it's on an airplane. It's like Hillary Clinton's entire campaign staff was like completely still a camera was like moving around through the people in the middle of like frozen do you know what i'm talking about oh what was that it was like the melody of the song i don't even know how to better describe it than that uh but and, and i feel like by by the mid 2010s we were a bit more cynical about like memes that like presidential candidates could do to be like endearing to voters by that point we were like yeah we get it you're pandering to us but i feel like back in 2012 like presidential candidates doing gongam style but like mitt romney or barack obama style was somehow like we were more open to being pandered to (laughs) I don't, really, I don't really know how else to describe it. <laughs> well, I think if I'm if my research is correct,
0: I mean, and I almost wrote a dissertation on Gogum style with the amount of reading I did on this <laughs> goddamn stupid video for this dumb <laughs> rant that I, I. Anyway, I think both of those videos were done by a third party. They were done by like College Humor or something. Oh so yeah, yeah. Th- it wasn't the candidate it's themselves revealing, uh, releasing the content. Unlike that Hillary Clinton. Yes, that's a good video.
1: point. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting point, but yeah, that's, you know, it's funny. I, I would not have guessed that from 2012, uh, this is what you considered most significant, but it, that's actually a great point. And I, you've convinced me that this is a really, uh, important, important cultural moment of the decade.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, obviously there are, I mean, a lot of good things happened in 2010, uh, but since 2010, a lot of really bad things did too. Um, this is kind of just a goofy, uh, a goofy thing that I think, uh, in a way, kind of represents uh, something that we could use right now.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Well, that's uh, that's going to conclude what I had. So feel free to take it away.
1: Yeah, um, mine is more straightforward. It's less of an individual moment, but I just I want to thank this decade for, and this is kind of combining some different topics that I've that we've t- talked about before. I am thankful that by the end of this decade, we can now consume entertainment on our own schedule. Because yes. even towards the beginning of this decade, I, I've been thinking about this recently. That it wasn't that long ago <clears throat> that you had to consider what night a TV show was on, or like if you wanted to listen to a radio show on your way to work, you had to know like what time it came on, like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Or like if you wanted to hear a song, you turn on the radio and hope it came on. Like that is so foreign 10 years later (laughs) it's it's wild like this really came to mind for me because i saw my uh, grandmother recently and i was like over at her house in michigan and it was like a thursday night and we were hanging out later at night and she was like paul what do you like to watch on thursday nights and i just paused and i was like (laughs) i don't have like a specific show i watch on thursday nights but it really got me thinking like For older generations, you really had to... If you liked a show, you had to schedule your entire life around that show. Right. Like, you're like, oh, Lost comes on on Tuesday nights. I gotta make sure I'm free on Tuesdays at 8pm. I can't go out with my friends that night. But now it's like, most shows, especially on streaming services, will will release entire season. But even if not, like, a show may... For example, Disney Plus' The Mandalorian releases on Fridays... You can either stay up till like three a.m. on Thursday night if you really feel like it, or you can watch it at your leisure on Friday or Saturday and be fine. Right. Like I just, I appreciate that we 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 know, and also there's fewer commercials. Like especially for these paid services, at least I appreciate that we don't have to put our revolve our lives around entertainment anymore. Uh, but we can like if we if you want to consume entertainment. Like, on your drive, if there's a podcast you like, you don't have to miss any of it if you... Compared to a radio show where you may start your morning commute like an hour after the show began. Like, you're not missing anything, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good point. <clears throat> but Yeah, I like that. I like That's a good one. Yours is actually yeah. meaningful.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yours is meaningful, too. But I just... Yeah, this is more broad. But, yeah, just in general, I... And even with, like, music, with, like, Spotify... You can music l- is listen a big to, one. I think yeah, to me, you music listen to... is even
0: <laughs> bigger than the video content. Like yeah. I, ima- like I can't imagine just listening to the radio. The radio sucks.
1: Yeah, so it really so does. having
0: to do that to listen to music that you want just sounds awful, horrible. It really does. I'm really glad that we have music streaming. I would rather I would rather if I had to pick one. And only one, I'd pick music over television or movie streaming, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you might be right, because even... So, I mean, we've had music on the internet since the t- early 2010s, but it's worth noting that back then it was more common for people to... You'd have to buy albums on iTunes, or you. some people were still buying CDs. So it's like, if you want... You can only listen to what you already, like, decide to buy... Um, right or goodness you might even have to burn a CD playlist if you wanted different like songs from different artists playing uh, in a row. I-, I actually experienced that until pretty recently because I it was only, Somewhat, re- uh, for a while, I had a car without an aux cord or Bluetooth or anything, and so in my truck, I I would literally burn CDs through high school and part of college of like oh, the yeah, songs I want from that, my man. iTunes. And so it's, it's it's only recently that I've been able to just play whatever I wanted while driving, and so it's still pretty kind of fresh in my mind that that is a pretty cool technology to have.
0: A good topic. I agree. Well said.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um. <sighs> That's going to wrap up our decade recap, episode thirty-one of Not All Bad. You can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Overcast. Um, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would be so lit. Uh, we haven't gotten one in a while. It'd mean a lot if you did. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, as well as email. You can email us at Not All Bad Show at gmail dot com again uh do that if you want to be a guest on the show or uh, submit random rant idea topics uh, which would both be fantastic and we'd love for you to participate in either one of those ways if yeah, you like what you heard today uh please tell your friends um we want people to listen and at this point uh pretty much all of Paul and I's friends who are going to listen are listening, and that's you and we thank <laughs> you for that but um if, if you like the show then it'd mean a lot if you told somebody else kind of yeah tell your fam
1: bit. tell your bae <laughs> uh, tell all the basic bitches in your life about the show please
0: we need a bigger basic bitch listening fan base honestly <laughs> not enough basic bitches are on board um, yeah so that's gonna do every, that's gonna do it for us uh, here on Not All Bad episode 31 uh, I'm Zach Andrews
1: and this is Paul Metzman
0: Dance like nobody's watching, rant like nobody's listening.